there. This is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Podcast. I want to unearth real stories from female entrepreneurs about their journey to success. Get inspired and discover top tips, advice and real life experience on how to start a business, grow a business and create something you are truly proud of. We have a fantastic local woman in the studio today. It's Lindsay from the Brentwood Kitchen. If anyone's been into the Brentwood Kitchen, you'll know it doesn't only serve wonderful food. It's kind of a really cool place to go cafe. And we're going to hear her story, which well, just had an idea that she fancied opening a cafe, to how she's built something that is a little bit iconic in Brentwood now. So it's going to be fantastic. Listen in and don't forget, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference. My name's Carmel Jane, and this is the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show every Wednesday from 1 till 3 here on Phoenix FM. And we played that song in honour of our Mancurian friend, Lizzie Bannum from the Brentwood Kitchen. Uh, welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Come a bit close to the microphone, everyone gets a bit scared. Maybe we'll be cheering a bit. Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, you, if you are tuning in, you have got a Kiwi and a Mancurian on live on, on Essex Radio, in case you're just getting think we've got a bit lost. Um, Lindsay owns and runs the Brentwood Kitchen, which is fabulous, isn't it? Oh, thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> and any Brentwood or Billericay locals, I'm sure plenty have you been in there. And it is just a really... It's kind of cool, isn't it? It's all a bit mixed and matched decor and cool pop art on the walls. Well, and that was the aim that from was the beginning, yeah, to kind of bring a bit of London to Brentwood, really. Because you know, I mean, now there's a Costa and there's a Nero and there's yeah. Starbucks and all that. And while I think they've been good at going, hey, there's coffee out there, let's go and drink nice coffee. But it's, I just love seeing local independent businesses doing well because it's tough isn't it it's yeah me too you know we've got we've got quite a few now like the Sienna in Shenfield you know mm. the meat stop there's like lots lots oh, that are popping up yeah. yeah yeah it's really it's really good to watch them so let's go back let's start from the beginning I, we've kind of had a little bit of a story Lindsay had kids and went oh I fancy opening a little cafe but wasn't that easy was it <laughs> it wasn't I thought we were just going to serve a bit of coffee and cake and I didn't realise at the time <laughs> so, so you you're working in London yes yeah, so I was in recruitment and worked in London um, I moved to Brentwood when I got pregnant um, still working in the city but once I had my first child didn't actually want to go back into the city and I wanted to work for myself and be able to take my children to school and then pick them up as well so that's where it all started really. So you kind of did this were you working when you were schoolgate mum or did you just go no I'm mum I'm going to look after no, my No I yeah I did, once I got pregnant I gave up work then um, so then yeah just I moved to Brentwood I didn't really know the area that well but quite liked it and then yeah just talked to my mum and we discussed about owning our own business and it just evolved from there really. So how old were the kids when you said oh no I want to start my own business? Um, so Lily was six and my son Serge was four <laughs> and he was just starting school as, as I, I just think, started yeah. So, so it's tough isn't it you, I think you've got to go through that stage of like oh you're home with the kids and good on you for going this is what I'm doing yeah. I'm enjoying it. And I did, and I did really enjoy that time. You know, I've got lots of friends that you know need to work, and you know that that's good for them and works for them. But I really enjoyed my time at home. But you know, it was that my career wasn't over for me, and knew that you know I did then have to get up and start again. So yeah, that's how it came about. So why cafe? Um, 
There was a there was a cafe on the high street at the time, and I when I had my first child, I used to sit in there, and she used to do lovely cakes and coffee, and she had like a children's play area at the back. Which cafe was it? It was next to the um, it was next to the kitchen shop. It was near Ross's on the other side. Um, oh, I think I've been there. Yeah, I don't. She wasn't open for very long, but she used to do beautiful cakes, and I used to sit in there, and the kids, you know, my, my daughter would play in the kitchen area, and I thought, what a great idea. And also, the fact of the matter is that most of mums are the ones that are around all day mm. whereas lots of other people only have an hour for lunch so I knew that it was filled all through the day so it'd be a good business sense as well so that's where it came from. And did you have any idea what you're getting yourself in for? No, not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a clue. My mum dad had a sandwich shop and I actually trade in hospitality management I know and everyone goes oh they must be making a fortune it's like you know how you know it's, it's no, not that easy I mean, is it? Profit margins are so small I mean you've got to be on it day in day out all the time to make it a success and even now five years later you know I'm not loaded by any <laughs> the imagination but People and seem to think, to think I am because it's so busy. But it's just, you know, it's always a work in progress and, you know, that's what keeps me thriving, you know, and you've got you've got to keep on at it all the time. So you and your mum sit down and say, oh, I fancy selling some cake and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like that. So, because it is, at what, so then did you, did you was the, the did the uh, location come up? I mean, what was the next step? Yeah, so, yeah, so we'd started looking for properties and that, that, unit actually came up and it was a great space again it was all about it being child friendly mm -hmm. so the space was good we knew we could get double buggies in there um it, yeah it just oh, so came really the right said, i want coffee and cake for the mums yeah it was really it was, well yeah it was really obviously at that time mm -hmm. i had young children so i was very children okay, focused yeah. and knew what i wanted knew what most of my friends wanted and thought you know that that the the, the location and the idea was there um, and yeah, and then it'd be really easy. We're just <laughs> going to sell coffee and cake, but no, not not knowing really what the demands of. So the did you have a, did you have a business plan or anything? Um, well, I, yeah. I, I thought I had Back a business plan. Packet. I thought I had a business plan, yeah, but no, yeah, nothing anywhere near what it sh what it should have been really. So did you have any help from people? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, your mum. Your mum thought it was a good idea. Well, my mum was my mum was a great. You know, my mum supported me obviously a lot, but she lived in Manchester. You know, and it was me that had to run it. You know, she offered me financial support. She offered me support in any way she could, but ultimately it was me that had to get in there and start it. And when I did start it again, you know, making the mistake that I didn't really put managers in place or have a oh. staff group. So I was washing up, I was cleaning, <laughs> I was running the place. <laughs> This is this is it. When I started my photography business, I was the photographer and the salesperson. Yeah. Someone helped me with editing, but but I think when you start, you just don't. And I didn't have the same overheads as you because you had every oh, month yeah. you had to put money yeah. in the till, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So you so anyway, so you went. Oh, that's a nice place. And Mum thinks it's a good idea. It's gonna be a little bit of cash to get going. Yeah. And then what? You just approached them, got the lease, and then yeah. Um, again, you know, my mum helped me with all that. I think it, it felt easier because she was there doing it with me. She was very much uh, going to be involved in it, um, more involved in it than she is now, mm. really. But then at the time she was, so you know, I felt confident with her by my side to do it. Um, she obviously said I can do it, so gave me that confidence. And then yeah, went in and uh, I got I had friends with me. Like I had a, a girl that worked for me 
right from the beginning, Lisa Weldon, she does all the baking. She still does now, although she is she is leaving quite soon. But she um, she had a lot of ideas and she had the same ideas as me, so that helped me so too. So you had some other people to bounce yeah. ideas off. It wasn't just, yeah, just like you, you and your mum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just definitely. Can you some coffee and cake? Yeah, and, and I, you know, I put a lot of work into asking people what they would like right. and knowing and understanding what, what you know, what was so needed. So even though you just started, actually there was, what was the, from the, hey, let's sell some coffee and cake to getting your keys? Um, it wasn't very long, actually. I think we thought about it in the August and I think we actually signed the lease in the November and we opened in the February. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, originally, oh, right. these ladies are <laughs> good stuff done. It's, well, I'm a bit, to be honest, I, I kind of winged it a little bit. Like, I'm very much <laughs> like that kind of way. Just, just, sorry, sorry, Lizzie. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a big bit. So, right at the beginning, I was very much like, yeah, I, you know, I winged it quite a lot. Don't get me wrong, from from then on, I've had to put a, a lot more of, like, thought into it, you know, and that's all changed for me. But, yeah, I think at the beginning, it very much was that way. Because <laughs> if I'd thought about it, I probably and wouldn't. And if someone had warned you off it, you might not have done it. You're here on Phoenix FM. And um, we've just played Ed Sheeran and Galway Girl. Um, and that was a special request from Lindsay because we were exchanging Ed stories, but hers way better than mine. He came into your restaurant, didn't he? He did, yeah. How long ago was that? Um, it wasn't, we hadn't been open very long, probably about a year after we opened in 2015, 2016. Uh, it, yeah, it was very impressive. All the girls were really impressed. <laughs> so did you know he was coming in? No, no, no. He just turned up. And it's a funny story because I was actually in Sainsbury's and my manager text on the group, they work WhatsApp to say, Ed, Ed, Ed Sheeran or somebody's in. She didn't know who <laughs> Or somebody, like, come on. You'd have to be living under yeah, a rock, which surely. Was, like, which is always quite a funny story because she must be the only person on the planet that doesn't know who Ed Sheeran is. <laughs> and uh, he, he looks like Ed Sheeran. You know, yes, like, oh, yes, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he looks like yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he came in and, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty cool claim to fame and he was lovely and had his photos taken and, yeah. It's... And then what, did you say something the fire brigade were wondering what was going yeah, on? Yeah, we did. We got, no, we got phone calls from the fire brigade, fire brigade asking if we were Okay, they just heard that he was there. Was the crowds because people were? Oh, they they were there to offer crowd yeah, control. To, yeah, to help because they. So knew the word that. went around that quick. Yeah, yeah, like really quickly within the space of about ten minutes. I saw social media and stuff. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Because you, you, you know, you could sit here name dropping a bit, couldn't you, Lindsay? <laughs> well, <laughs> Jeez, I'm quite impressed. You know, you had, you had all the well, tail, I was very impressed. Tail, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I think Ed Sheeran's pretty cool. Yeah, he was. He was one of our better claims. Did, did you kind of play it a bit cold? You get selfie? No, no, we all we all got selfie and we spread it all over the place so no not cool <laughs> at <idea>. all <laughs> oh I think he's brilliant he's so good So, but you, you have all the TOWIE gang in don't yeah, you yeah we do yeah and yeah. Yeah, you say you had Ollie Moores yeah Ollie Moores comes in we've had Rio Ferdinand in we've had, we've had quite a few famous faces it's been uh, yeah it's been good are you good at recognising people um, I'm not so much but yeah there's a couple of the girls really are like they they really pick up on it so I've got I'm a bit face blind yeah. like I literally don't remember faces which for a photographer and someone who makes loads of people yeah. Yeah, you should be. And so I'm, like, oh, I'm the worst piece. My husband's going, that's them. I'm like, really? And I said, now I said, I've met you before. And I just say, I just say that to people like, there is people like, oh, actually, no, you're famous. Um, I didn't, I don't know. You're obviously oh, yeah, on the telly. <laughs> well, that was like Healy, our manager, when she didn't know who Ed Sheeran was. <laughs> Come on. That's yeah. I, I would recognise Ed Sheeran, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope to think. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, your mum thought it was a nice idea to sell coffee and cake. And. Um, and then you, within a matter of months, got the keys to, and that was a big cost because I know everyone on the high street is saying rates and rent. It's not. Did, how did you fund that? How did, you, did your mum kind of help out? <laughs> 
Well, again, we didn't. I mean, at the, I mean, at the beginning, I mean, we were we were not taking as near enough amount of money as we really needed to be. So the first the first couple of years was tough. We were we were running into debt quite a lot. You know, payday for the staff was getting very stressful, <sighs> and because we did, we actually didn't. You know, we didn't realise the full amount that we really needed. Mm. But um, so yeah, there was one Christmas where it became pretty. You know, pretty desperate, but we. I just, I just believed in the products, and I got my head down and got tougher on the staff. You know, made sure that the products was going out right every single time. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of you see a lot of cafes open and shut pretty damn quick. And yeah, and, and I, I completely understand why. You know, mm. it's it's so difficult. I mean, to for us to serve the you know the best produce we do. You know, the 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 quantity of food that we serve on the plate. You know, it's difficult, and we've got to charge for that. And, you know, we get a lot, we, we, as much as people really like us, we do get objections that we're, you know, we're overpriced, but, you know, we've got to believe in what, what we're serving. Well you know, we, everything we, everything we serve has to look the best. So even our garnishes cost money to put on the plate, <laughs> even our plates, you know, the, the turquoise oh, the, I plates. Do, I do, I do, you crockery, I'm a bit of a crockery. I used to watch um, <laughs> the Great British uh, Throwdown, the proper, the, that I do notice nice crockery. And yeah, it's and and it is, and you know, and all that, all that costs more than just white plates, and it, you know, it costs more to replace. But people like it, and that's what people come into us for. So it has to be part okay. of our product. Because actually, it is a little more pricey than your usual cafe. It's not, it's not, yes. um, it's not greasy spoon prices. No, um, but the food is like your smashed avocado and chilies, and, and everything is. You can just tell it's good quality. Don't use all free range eggs. Yeah, and you know, and again, at times when we were struggling, you know, we. Well, so at any point, you go. Mm, can't we just go and get the really cheap? Yeah, <laughs> of course we did, and you know, in desperate times, it you know, it's crossed my mind if we if we didn't get free range eggs, we could half our bill, which you know, lots of places must do to survive. But and you probably said, because you don't, how many eggs do you sell a week? Or oh God, <laughs> an incredible amount. I mean, our egg bill is around is is, is around about fifteen hundred pound a month. Wow, so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of eggs. They're good eggs, <laughs> yeah, um, they are good eggs. East End Farm, they're they're local to us, and they're yeah, brilliant. So. I mean, your menu is fabulous. It's very kind of shishi. It's not shishi. They're quite good servings, actually. It's really fab stuff. It's proper lovely. And so you wanted a taste of London and things. I think that's what you achieved. But so... Even let's go back to we jump all over the show. This is what we're having entrepreneurs at. Everyone just just go all over the show. That's all right. Um, So uh, you got the keys. Yeah. And you got the lease. And then you fitted it out, and it's really cool. I so say it's kind of a bit of pop, and there's all that retro art and things. I just like being there, and it's all mismatched um, tables and stuff. How, how did you? Well, it must have cost a lot to fit out. Well, again, that derives from really not having that uh, the right amount of money to open a place like that. I mean, I can't begin to imagine the likes of like Felix that you know what kind of money mm. they need because I know what we put into that. And really, I was only all I was doing was going to find cheap items that I could put in there that you know could fit. <laughs> so did you did you want did you go around the? Yeah, I mean, there was even there was there was somebody down on Garrod and he had a little bric-a-brac thing, and I used to go down there and buy some tape because oh. because it, it really. It wasn't supposed to be a cat, just a cafe. It was supposed to be like a deli. We're supposed to be selling cheese, meats, olives. Because you have got that beautiful glass sandwich. Yeah, plant, and you? that's and originally that's really what what it was about. And the cafe side really was was secondary. Yeah, so it's more um, of a deli. So yeah. What happened there? So it quickly became apparent that Brentwood needed this cafe. So <laughs> everybody wanted this cafe. So it, there was times when we were running next door to um, Jasmine Blue and buying tables and chairs out of their window because <laughs> people, you know, we knew, we had the space. 
but we didn't have the tables and chairs. So. I remember going there a few years ago and there was a group of women and they were breastfeeding, or not all of them, but some were breastfeeding. I thought, wow, because yeah. I hadn't seen that. And obviously yeah. you'd created this space where women yeah. just felt and, so comfortable. Yeah, and again, you know, all our staff were trained. So when when they were coming in breastfeeding, that, you know, it was perfectly normal. Do you want me to help you? You know, anything to do with that, that we just wanted to create that environment for the mums. Brilliant. And I do, so you tried the deli counter, didn't really work, something else worked, but that's how you have grown, you've kind of been quite flexible, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we've had to, yeah. we've had to, yeah. night time and you might be doing Sunday rows. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we kind of got, we got, we got the daytime open, we kind of worked hard on that, we nailed that and then we thought, you know, we're now going to open in the evening. So again, we, we work really hard on our cocktails now, so they're, you know, everybody's putting them on Instagram, so, and we're just opening day by day. interruption to the podcast. For those of you who listen in regularly, you'll know that I am a huge fan of Deborah Francis White, who is the Guilty Feminist. Her podcast is amazing. It's all feminism wrapped up in a big box of really fantastic comedy. This Sunday, she's going to be at uh, South End at the Cliffs Pavilion with her show, uh, which is a touring show, and I've got a 10-minute interview. So we're going to have a little podcast special coming out sometime next week, which I'm hoping, a little bit nervous, but hoping it's going to be wonderful fun. Keep an eye out for it. Back to the podcast. Lindsay did this with really not a lot of idea what she let herself in for, and she has the coolest, most fabulous cafe and the Brentwood Kitchen. If you haven't been there, go. It's gorgeous, fabulous food, um, and a very cool kind of London vibe um, with all kind of mismatched artwork and retro and tables and things. And so, um, and she's you know it's doing well now, but it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was very tough. First, yeah, I'd say the first three years were tough, really. The first first two years when I had no clue. By year three, I was kind of cottoning on a bit and then year four, it kind of clicked into place really. So, yeah. And I think almost, I know, the few, my first few years of running my photography company, I mean, it's all good now, but I almost don't know I would have done it if I'd actually known. Oh, no. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think if, I, if I'd have known what I was letting myself in for, I'd have never. I mean, I had a couple of the toughest years I've ever had in my life, but, you know, it's, it, again, but also at the same time, I'm so proud and it's been so rewarding as well. But yeah, it, it's, it wasn't easy. <laughs> so uh, within three months, they had got the lease. Two months later, they opened the doors and it was all this cool mismatched furniture, which was meant to be an, a deli, but it turned out everyone wanted to go there and uh, and hang out and, and, and use the cafe and all the mix-match pig-burn-stole furniture yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to try and set. But there was other issues too because it didn't have a proper commercial kitchen, did it? No, and again, we you know we were, we were really only supposed to be making on-site sandwiches and heating up a, a few soups and that kind of thing. But it just, we, we had, we started off, we had um, a pancake with a, like a griddle mm. And then we kind of like just started making like somebody put some bacon on it one day and then people were coming back, they were in the offices upstairs, can I have the bacon sandwich again? And then it it just evolved like that. But yeah, we we never opened it as a kitchen. So we we've had to we've had to adapt as we've gone along really. And to be to be honest, what the girls serve out of that kitchen is pretty as, incredible. Um, you yeah. So a little bit of a hospitality bit, but you wouldn't know that that's not a it's not a full kitchen. No, 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 absolutely. And the food is pretty prompt as well. Not 
too quick that you feel rushed out. It's, it's difficult sometimes. And again, you know, it's a business decision we've had to make that we don't take bookings. And the reason that we don't do that is because in the beginning we would take bookings and people wouldn't turn up and we'd be, you know, we'd have reserve signs on tables and we, we, we were struggling but really. Also, scarcity creates demand. Yeah. And so I was there Sunday morning. Luckily, I'm a bit of an early bird because I think I got there at 10. Yeah. And I, well, called to 11, they were queuing out the door. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and it does, and, it, and for us, they're getting earlier and earlier. So we never used to open till half nine on a Sunday, whereas now we open at half eight because people are outside the door when, we, when we're still cleaning and they want to come in. And, and yeah, you're right, you know, then we've got queues then by half 11. So it's... So it does intrigue me when I see um, different eateries opening and often shutting. What makes it... Why do people, you know, how do, what do you think is that secret ingredient that people are queuing out the door for you and there's other people with cafes sitting there and they can't get people in for love nor money? I think I think it's a lot of different elements with us. I think, you know, again, you you know, you talked about the atmosphere of the place. It's, it's really, really important. And, you know, I, I, I train the girls on the music being right, the right level, the lighting being right, you know, the candles being lit on the cake counter. You know, when, when the girls forget those kinds of things, I have to keep reminding them how important all those details are because your environment is, you know, oh. is, you know, because to be honest, at first, our food wasn't great. You know, our atmosphere and our, our surroundings were really good and it's what was missing in Brentwood. But really, we didn't have the experience to be producing the, the, the good food all the time. That's come with time, whereas the surroundings we've always had right. And it's, and it's absolutely, you know, key to our success. So how did the food develop? So you said your friend Lisa Weldon, who's master cake baker, yes. and the cakes always do look... I, I do have them sometimes. Did you have a, um, a chocolate scotch egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make yeah, so we make those at Easter. Yeah, they, they yeah, they love that. It's like a cream egg covered in chocolate sponge. And, and I took the boys here for breakfast the other morning and... Um, and would have, it was, yeah, the meals were amazing. They're not, they're not the cheapest, but they are delicious and yeah. huge. And I was like, should we, should we just try to say, Mum, you're just being greedy. We're not having our chocolate scotch egg at breakfast time. And I, I also think we've got the balance of between, you know, we do do healthy food, but we also do do a lot of chocolate and we do do a lot of sweets. So, you know, you've, we've, got, we've got both there. It's not, you know, it's not super healthy where it's, you know, it's like clean eating all the time. You mm. can get cake in there as well. And so. it's good because I can have my smashed avocado. Yeah. And the boys can have full English. Yeah, <laughs> and we have different demographics. You know, we have all the gym guys coming in because they can get the the clean breakfast because we do have that on. But then we also get the after school treats where they, they're having the freak shakes and the donuts and all the rest of it. So, oh, so you now because you started both. off supporting the mummies, and I say it was great seeing women breastfeeding in public, and that your staff were trained to 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 support that. So they were doing that. And then how did you grow the other, just, just word of mouth and good food and to grow these other sectors of your... Yeah, I just think we, I've, I've been really, I've been really lucky with staff, you know, I, I mean, as, you know, as much as it's, it's, that staff are hard, I've had some really good staff. And I also really encourage all my staff to have input on the business as well. So, you know, I'll let them do their own salads. I'll let them do their own baking. Oh, wow. You know, I, when I, when I take people on and I see that they've got, you know, a, a bit that they get the business and they get where I'm coming from you know I often just let them go with that I don't you know sometimes the next hour of the podcast is me and Lindsay talking about staff <laughs> Yeah, and any any, any uh, small business owner out there is laughing along with us because yeah it is huge I mean I I, 
I won Employer of the Year at the Chase Six Chamber. Of, oh, well, yeah, and I was. Well done. Do you know what? It's the one I, I actually want. Yeah, to try this. yeah. It's the one I wanted to win, and it's so difficult to yeah. get it right. And when you have a good team, my team, love you all. I think they're listening today. <laughs> <laughs> are you listening, girls? I'm testing you on this. They are. They are. They are. Um, so. And getting it right is so important. And when you do it, it's like magic, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's something I, I, I failed at, you know, quite badly at the beginning. My turnover Same. of staff were huge. But because, I, A, I didn't have the time to train I'm staff. I'm sorry, so time out, Lindsay. You were in recruitment? <laughs> I know, exactly. So knowing knowing everything I know, but because I had to, because I didn't really know what I was doing, I had to run at it. Um, and I didn't have the time. It, you know, it, it was... It was when you're tough. running your own business and then if you're doing a good job and it starts growing, but you're too busy to employ. Yeah. And I would employ um, people, I think Katie, if you're listening, my, there's my production manager. She came <laughs> in, she went, I said, oh, good, you've got the job. I literally gave her a 15 minute interview yeah. and she's one of my photographers. <laughs> if anyone's listening, that's changed now. They have to have a full interview process <laughs> yeah. and they have to get tested. But And so you're running behind all the time, yeah. aren't you? So yeah. how do you, what, what advice would you give to someone, whether it's in catering or whatever, saying, because of the business growing, your margins are tight, you still aren't really making much money. I mean, my advice would be to get a clear a clear staff group in place before you, before what do you, you mean started by staff? the business. Like, so because when I opened, all I did was I just employed my friends and even they were school <laughs> mums, so they were running out the door at half two and I was stuck there then with, like, no staff. Whereas if I, I think if I, did, if I had my time over... I'd, I'd put managers in place. I'd put a clear but staff group in place. But you couldn't have afforded place. it. No, I couldn't have done you right. So, yeah, I don't know what I could have done. <laughs> I probably could have trained some staff and I probably would have put one person in charge of that. You know, I yeah. would have I would have done that differently because delegation, you know, leads you to doing other areas of the business better. And I, that mm. is the one of the biggest things that I've learned that, you know, I've had to delegate the jobs for me to be able to grow the business. I think it's, it's such that fine balance, isn't it, between, and I think, Entree. You have to do it all. So when you start selling, you have to do it all. I mean, I, yeah. so I was doing sales, doing everything. But you've also got to learn that someone aren't gonna, probably isn't going to do it quite as well as you. But lots of my team now do stuff way better than I do. Oh, Systems yeah, and operations and things are so much better. But it's learning to say, I'm not the best at this and yes. I can let go. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I know what my strengths are and I know my, what my weaknesses are. And, you know, we I, I say that to all my staff all the time. You know, don't play to your strengths. You know, there's, there's things that you won't do as good as the next person, but there, there are things that you do better than them. And you've massively got to find that and, and you know, be okay with that. So, because um, it's your friend... Keely, or she's been with you the whole time, your manager. Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, and she's, and to be honest, most people in Brentwood think that Keely owns the Brentwood kitchen, which I'm quite no, okay with. You want it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I won, <laughs> is it? Yeah, so, because, but she, I mean, you know, she's, she's brilliant with people. You know, I'm not the best with people. You know, I've got the ideas, I know what works, I can spend hours thinking of how to change things to make it work. Put me on the shop floor, you know, I'm probably not that good. I'm not really that good at small talk, whereas she's absolutely brilliant in it you know she should have a degree <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like people being on the shop but I'm going to sell coffee and cake yeah. no I know so how, it sounds like um, you've got good staff morale and I love the idea that going hey if you've got some salad ideas and you're really and who manages it and how do you how do you make that happen because everyone have the ideas but it's 
it's quite difficult to keep it going and to keep those doors idea doors open so on a on a monday i i I've, I've got managers and supervisors in place and every monday for the whole day we we i sit with them every single monday and we talk about what's gone right what's gone so when, wrong as when the what, shops open the cafes open yeah so or, so for the whole day we you know if we've ideas i've got about where to put staff and to give staff appraisals and what's going right what's going wrong with them so, sorry we i want meeting mondays and i just <laughs> yeah. end up going in and this week this monday i've got a, i'm doing a prospectus shoot um, so that's what, and that's what I want to do. Just run it by management. So you go in, you're mentoring, you're empowering yeah. your staff. Yeah, and got the ideas because actually that's yeah. it. You're the entrepreneur with the ideas. Yeah. And, and, you know, and also for, to have done that in the beginning, to sit all those staff down, to not be working on the shop floor, it costs a lot of money. It costs the business a lot of money. But I really feel that, it, you know, it's so benefits. Do you, do you shut on a Monday? No, I don't close. So we, you know, we, we get the, the, the shop's still running, but my managers and supervisors that I need to need to relay this information to, that, you know, we, we sit and I, I, you know, I think it has a really big impact on the business because they feel involved as well. Mm. Um, and also, you know, I can I can get across to them what I actually need. Yeah, and if you get those staff and say, because I know some of my staff, you'd think it was their business, the way they're so invested. In oh, yeah. Putting out the best the photos and like the best food and yeah. the best coffee and things. So do you do that, that? And how do you, if that's with your managers, how about your other waiting staff and things? So again, I mean, again, we, you know, we, we're five years in now and we've got, we've got clear processes that we give staff appraisals. We make sure that we, we, we let them know when they're doing things right, but we're not, we're not, we're not scared of telling them when they're doing things wrong. You know, it's a business that there's a lot of detail involved in it and they will get it wrong. And, you know, we will make mistakes, but we need to know that, you know, the staff learn by it and we create a fair working environment. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, we, you know, look we, we them, feed them, um, we look after them, you know. I, I'd be the size you know. of my house if I worked for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yummy. I don't eat cakes anymore, to be honest. I have to savoury stuff. I had a piece of carrot cake because we're quite famous for our carrot cake now, but I don't think I've eaten it from the beginning because I really ate too much. <laughs> I had a piece the other day, actually, for the, for the first time in about two years, and it was delicious, actually. <laughs> and do you get all wired up in all the gorgeous coffee, or do you just steer clear of that now as well? Oh, no, the coffee's amazing. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, coffee officina, they're they're local Essex roasters as well. And so that's the other just... thing, you are you do believe in that uh running a business and being an entrepreneur for the greater good a little bit as well yeah, don't you definitely. Like looking local, yeah. And, it, and again that you know again it's, it's it's sometimes arguments that I have with people locally that you know we you when you go to independent small businesses they're not mass produced so they are going to be you know more expensive and we champion that all the time but again you know it, it reflects mm. in your prices so you, you, we talked off here that you get something oh it's so it really isn't that expensive it's just not no it's, it's not just greasy not spoon. yeah no it's but not but you kind of walk in there and you know you're not on a greasy spoon no what yeah. has its place yeah. Well, you want to get a three pound fryer, but you if know, you want to get a one that's a bit tastier and bit of yeah. Produce. But again, you know, we again we've got to be tough on our staff because we've got to produce this. We've got mm, to produce well yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. So you know, I always say to the girls, and when we interview them, we say to them, look, you're not going to get an easy ride here. It won't just be about serving the table. There's a lot of work that has to go into it because it has to be right every single time. And um, so we've talked all about about staff actually starting out. I mean, I think there's you know this is a big skipping it because I, I actually. I can't believe you did it, Leslie. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> no, you know, we'll just sell some coffee and cake. 
And so uh, the coffee and cake, the cafe is great. You get all sorts of different clientele through different parts of the day. And now you're doing, you do Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening? Yeah, we do Thursday and Friday evening. We open for a normal restaurant service. We it, Most most Saturdays are booked out for private hires. I mean, I don't think mm. there's many. I think there's only about two in this next year that are free. People are generally like... Two in the next year? Yeah, so I think people, people generally hire the whole place out on a Saturday. But Thursday and Friday night, we do cocktails. We do 30% off food on a Thursday now in the evening and we do two-for-one cocktails in happy hour. I'll tell the girls. So, yeah, so if you have all have a look on Instagram and see the cocktails, the cocktails are amazing at the minute. Um, and I like the idea that you didn't, you didn't start saying, I'm going to do the cafe and I'm going to do everything. You, you know, your kids are probably a little bit older now and you actually, so it's a, an idea of working really hard but still not overdoing it. So I think if you'd started with the nights, oh, no, you wouldn't I, be here. You, I don't, you yeah, would have just yeah. run out of steam. I don't, think, I don't think it would have been possible to do both. Yeah, and it's quite nice. I mean, it's like we, we first opened, we started doing the Saturday nights, uh, the private hires, we started that way. Then we started opening Friday night. Now we just extended to Thursday. Then we want to go into Sunday. So I don't, I, I mean, I just don't want to be in a place where I can't afford to open it. And, you know, I've got to be able to staff it right. So mm. generally just, just building that's like a really that. good lesson, is not because um, I know I do. I've got a good idea for something new product for the photography and go for it. But if you ha don't, you have to do it all properly. As yeah. if, when you open at night, you had to do it as if that's all you're yeah, doing. Yeah. You couldn't forget about the rest of it. No, you had, yeah. And you have to do it really properly. Yeah, and yeah. I think I like the idea that you paced yourself. Yeah. Is that deliberate or just kind of happy? Oh no, yeah, thing? absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've got I've got two children, and you know, the, for all the all the money in the world won't be distracting no. me from that. You know, that that there was most important, but. Yeah, to do it in that way, it's been I've been able to be creative with it and, yeah, you know, do it so I'm not really stressed out on the financial side of it. <laughs> Good on you. So what would you change if you had your time again? Change if I had my time again? Um, I'd probably do my research a bit more. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, again, going back to the staffing, I probably put more of a more of a staff structure in place than I actually did than, you know, just... And you know what, as we both joked off here, we'd, my business book would be all the things, things I did that, yeah, wrong. I could, I could write <laughs> a book on what not to do, that's yeah. for sure. But you know what, I think, and you kind of, I feel like I got there just on sheer blood, sweat, tears and determination. Yeah. And, and actually, and probably a bit of luck. Well, and again, I'm saying I'd put a, a staff structure in place, but me having to do every job in the place at the time actually gave me an insight to what my staff do actually uh. go through as well. So although, it, you know, that, that was a good thing that I understand that, you know, it also it was it was very stressful as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting a business, it's worth it in the it end, is, but it's not yeah. easy. It is. And so you've got three people down here who really helped you along your way. Yes. Your mummy. Yes. <laughs> uh, how long does she come down now? Uh, she, she doesn't come down very often now because actually in this time she, her and her partner have opened two places in Cheshire so oh brilliant oh there's an entrepreneurial genius. Yeah, so, I mean she still works my mum's like my mum works for Kafka she's a director at Kafka um, so she's got a massive job anyway and then and she's open wow. well then her part it was supposed to be her partner but obviously she's very much involved but she's a bit of a superwoman and you know she can do everything but yeah she's an absolute inspiration and she was the one that told me I could do it, so which is why I ended my up doing it. My mum's my inspiration yeah. too. Oh, she yeah, listens to this. She's my biggest fan. <laughs> she was like, come on, you're amazing. I'm like, yeah, mum, it doesn't really count when it comes to your mother. Oh, but yeah, a powerhouse does. of a woman who just gets, she's 17, she rose. She's, no, she's not 70 yet, 69. Um, and well, same as mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just 
just a powerhouse of energy and yeah. positivity and support. Yeah. And as amazing, and I do think. Um, I don't think either of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth, no. but actually if you have love and support, I think it does oh, make yeah. a huge difference, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So where's Lindsay going to be in five years' time? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the idea was that we were supposed to be opening another and franchising them, but because I've, because it's it's been such hard work, it's really important for me to absolutely perfect it now before I move on. So we either open up, we either expand it and make it, bigger a bit like a canteen that I was talking to you about mm. before in Chelmsford because they were a big inspiration for me when I first opened anyway they had a small one now they've got a bigger property where they've they're open all day and night so I quite like the idea of that or, or we open another one but I'm at the minute I'm not quite there yet there's still a bit, your bit kids more I still at 10 and 12 well my daughter's just going up to high school mm. and yeah my, my son's 10 so my, I went to look at universities the other day with my <gasps> boys. They're not they're they're not till next September. And I was really excited, then I got a bit sad. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's I know they made babies Exactly. Um, and I think you've got to get that balance, don't you? And just yeah. go, you know what, you can't get this time back. No, you definitely can't. No, not at all. And oh. your business is doing right, but I just I do absolutely love it. Um, yeah. I've got to decide what show I'd read the trailer. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to try and listen to my guests and work out what I'm doing next on the radio. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. Super duper. Thank you so much for coming in. I love, love, love what you're doing. You thank must be you so quite a cool much. lady, just the way you've done the design and the food and everything. Oh, thank you so much. And again, I think I've winged it. <laughs> hey, we all have. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. But absolute pleasure to coming in. Thank you so, so much. And thank and you for Keep up the big work. Brilliant. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Hey, so much fun. I do love having a woman in the studio where we have a bit of a laugh. We talk business, we hear their stories, and everyone's everyone's got a great story. I love it. A huge thanks to Lindsay at the Brentwood Kitchen. Really loved what you're doing. Um, a little shout out for next week uh, because we are talking all things photography. I know, I know I mentioned my business in the podcast, but we've not actually had any photographers in. So this coming week, we have going to have two photographers. One is Ross Wilshire, Ross Wilshire Photographer. Yes, I know it's a boy. We don't have many men on this. On the show but he's wonderful and he's got some really really great marketing ideas on how he's grown his wedding photography business and we've also got an ex-employee of mine the wonderful Lucy Newson she's super young but she has achieved so much and her story on how you can just get out there and make it happen with your business is really really wonderful and hugely inspirational especially from someone so young all things photography next week on the Carmel Jane Talks Business podcast I hope you've loved listening in today. Uh, get on the podcast. Remember to rate, review and subscribe because it really does help other people to find us. Get out there, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference. See you next week.